All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Rigos Rag Podcast. It's been a while uh, since we've done one of these. I actually can't remember the last time we did. We tried to do one a, a week ago or so, but uh, the audio got messed up somewhere in the process, so we had to uh, botch that. But we're back again after the uh, formation of the 53-man roster. Everything's been finalized. Uh, there was a little period after the initial cuts where they still had two roster spots because they uh, placed uh, Jordan Brailford and Sean Wilson on temporary IR after the 4 p.m. deadline. Uh, they've filled those spots uh, since then, and they've also filled their 10-man practice squad. A lot of familiar names on that squad. Also, a few interesting guys that they left out and just didn't keep in any capacity. Uh, but first off, we're going to get to the roster, and then we'll get there if we have time. And then if we have time at the end, we'll uh, pivot to week one uh, for a little bit. I don't know if, we, if we'll be able to get a preview podcast for that, but uh, We'll have a lot of good content for you in the coming days, so you can keep an eye out for that. Today, though, we got Russell Shavat back on the podcast talking about the roster. We were going to have Jacob, but he's uh, he's doing another podcast for another website tonight, so he's not able to join, but uh, it's good to have Russell back. How you doing, Russell? It's been a while. Hey, man. How's it going today? Um, you know, just been trying to uh, rest after a long Monday, or Tuesday, should I say, after a long Labor Day weekend. So getting back on the grindstone and, you know, just ready to talk about the roster today. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. It's Tuesday, but it feels like, a, it feels so much like a Monday, man. It's it's insane. It really does. It's insane. And I, I had an 8.30 downtown class, so I had to get up like super early, get hitch the bus. And then we're doing, we're socializing, we're interacting with people at class at 8.30 in the morning. I'm like, this is too early, guys. This is too freaking early. So it is what it is, though. Uh, and there's a lot of stuff to keep ourselves occupied with uh, at this point because the roster has been finalized. Uh, 53 guys, uh, all raring and ready to go for week one against the Eagles. Uh, Russell, looking at the roster, what are your just key takeaways? What stands out to you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, when I look at the roster, or, you know, honestly, when I was following the cuts um, Saturday uh, before the deadline, you know, a lot of the cuts that I actually agreed with, you know, I actually thought, you know, for the first time in a long time, you know, that they let certain players make the roster that probably in previous years wouldn't. Names that I'm sure we'll continue to discuss. They cut Josh Doxson. They cut uh, Samaje Piran. They didn't cut Troy Apke, which I'm a little bit disappointed in because I think Jeremy Reeves outplayed him. But yeah, I, I really think overall that, you know, they, they, they did a really good job, um, you know, kind of letting the best man win in most cases, right? You know, obviously, again, they're, they're, these players are still going to have to prove themselves, guys like Steven Sims Jr. But, you know, I, I do think the roster is a talented roster. It is a young roster. I'm definitely excited to see how it performs starting with week one against Philadelphia. Yeah, the um, the Josh Doxson move, I think that was like the biggest one, the one that got the most attention at least, uh, his release. People didn't know if they were going to just sit around in a lame duck year with Doxson or if they were going to let him go and use the roster spot on someone else. And I, I applaud the decision that they did because it's tough to admit, hey, we were wrong. They'd already deduced that conclusion at this point. They were they've been trying to trade him for a few years, but they finally decided, hey, it's not it's not worth withholding opportunities from one of these young guys to keep Doxon here when Doxon is for sure gonna be gone next year. So I think they made the right move there. And keeping Robert Davis and Steven Sims uh, in lieu of Doxon, you know, Davis showed off his potential, a few big plays in the preseason. A stellar athlete. Sims is not the athlete that Davis is. He's not even close, really. And people, I think people have been overhyping his speed a little bit. He ran a 4.5 at his pro day and uh, ran a 4.6 uh, somewhere else. I can't remember where that was. But uh, he, he's not the speediest guy, but he has good vision and, and burst 
uh, and agility too as a returner and he showed it in that final preseason game so I thought he deserved an opportunity too I would have liked to see Kizzy there uh, he's an elite athlete as well and I'm surprised they didn't even keep him on the practice squad but uh, yeah receiver is definitely one of the key areas they kept six guys I think six yeah yeah six yeah, six, six it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I, I can't say I completely disagree with any of them, so that's good. Uh, Troy Apke, I can see why they kept him. You know, he's got that upside. You want to see if you can uh, amount to what his potential is. Uh, I did think Reeves deserved to be on the roster. Apke's just got the upside. They want to see if they can mold him. But uh, I'm telling you, his preseason performance was not promising in that aspect now he's only his second year player but i gotta say if there's an injury at safety they could be you know that that back end could be a little uh shaky so yeah i i don't know i i do agree with that wide receiver and safety what do you think of that line unit now that we kind of know what it's looking like yeah i think timon paris was probably the biggest surprise for me because you know kind of going back and looking over the film uh he you know he did play well at the tackle position Really, I thought the only person that made the team that maybe surprised me a little bit was Tony Bergstrom. You know, I don't think he really played that well, to be honest with you. But obviously, you know, they want to, they probably have more confidence in him than, than in Pierce Baker, um, than maybe even West Martin to an extent, even though I do think West Martin will still play well. I think the line is going to be overall solid. You know, it does have a little bit of depth. Again, you know, if you're looking at the better player, you know, I probably would have taken, uh, taken him over uh, Christian. But, yeah, we'll see. You know, and then look at the news today that maybe Trent Williams might come back soon. So, you know, it's one of those things. Time will tell, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We don't really know how it's going to play out until a little bit later. And I think, yeah, Bergstrom is kind of an interesting case. Because I was, I was caping for him uh, last, I think it was last season. Because, you know, uh, the, the year before, he kind of filled in. and he, he did okay for us. I don't think he, he didn't allow a sack in 2017. That was a big thing. But clearly, he, he gets beat at the point of attack a lot. You, know, you look you look at the stats in some respects, and it's it's a little bit better than what the tape says about him. And uh, But he's got the experience, and he's got some versatility. I think that they kept him a little bit because of that. But uh, like you said earlier, I think in general they made pretty responsible decisions. But there were some Absolutely. there were some where they kind of just they they kind of dug a trench on certain hills like a. Uh, Troy Apke, you know, maybe he wasn't the fourth best safety. Maybe Reeves was, but hey, we want to see if Apke can do what we think he can. You know, Bergstrom, hey, he's really bad, but he's smart and has experience and can help the young guys, maybe. You can see how it does make sense, but at the same time, it might not be the best for the team if those guys have to play. So it's it's interesting, uh, for sure. Another guy, this guy got left off. Actually, all of them got left off. I guess we'll talk about it. What about tight end? Because Jordan Reed, he's suffering from a concussion right now. Vernon Davis is 35 years old, going to be 36 uh, in January. Uh, and then Jeremy Sprinkle, uh, he's solid depth. But, you know, if either of those top two guys go down, don't you want to have a good insurance plan? And they have Holtz on the practice squad. They managed to get him. But uh, what about uh, what about some of the other guys? What about Donald Parham? Because I know he was kind of turning heads, six foot eight, got great size and he showed some blocking ability as well. I know you shared a Twitter video about it that got a lot of attention. So he, he kind of had that all-around potential, and they just chose not to even keep him at all. So what do you think of that? Yeah, it's actually really shocking to me. You know, he, he really didn't show a lot, you know, in the preseason statistically. You know, his biggest game was probably the last game. You know, I believe it was Dwayne Haskins threw a high pass, you know, that kind of Parham had to use all of his 6'8 frame to catch. Um, but yeah, the video I shared on Twitter, and you can find me at Russell underscore ST21, 
Shane Ray of the Ravens, who's obviously now not with the team either, kind of threw a blitz at, uh, to the outside and Parham used his frame and just you know laid the wood on him, to be honest with you. Um, so, yeah, I, I, with, with Parham, with Reed's injury and Davis's age, you would have thought that he would have been a guy that's worth developing. You know, he was uber productive in college. He's got the size that everybody loves. I'm actually surprising. Uh, it's actually surprising to me that he hasn't been signed um, to anybody else's practice squad so far either. Yeah, and I thought, like, of all the teams, I thought the Skins would be the most likely to take a risk on him. You know, because... You would think so. Yeah, because they're familiar with him. You always see these teams gravitate to who they're familiar with. Like, uh, I think nine of the Redskins' ten practice squad inclusions were from their 90-man roster. So, you know, you look at that... And you think, why not Parham? Six foot eight tight end with that athleticism and that blocking potential. I mean, right. that, that's a guy who has the potential to stick around. I don't know why. Maybe there's some other things like more intangible things that we, we're not seeing as onlookers, you know, from the outside looking in. Um, but that, that's interesting to me. They did keep J.P. Holtz, which he's kind of got versatility in a different way. Uh, I know Gruden liked to use him as a fullback at times uh, last preseason. And uh, this year, he did have a few good plays, I think. So, uh, Parham definitely had the he he had the um the highlight. I think twenty seven yard catch in the fourth preseason game, and we'd been hearing about him in training camp. How Haskins had a favorite red zone target, and that was Parham, and all of it was for nothing. It looks like so. It's uh, it's definitely interesting to see that he didn't even stick around. Yeah. With, yeah. If I may, if I may, real quick. Yep. Yeah. Like I said, the, the the surprising thing is that he wasn't signed to anybody else's practice squad roster so far. Yeah. You know, it's I have not seen it. You know, today, but I, you know, I have been kind of looking out for it. So yeah, you you would think that talent is is you know worth 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 developing in some organization. You know, I'm I'm surprised it wasn't with the Redskins. You know, I've seen some things on Twitter about him going to the Patriots. You know, he'd probably turn into a Hall of Fame tight end with them. <laughs> But yeah, like I said, with guys like that, you really wonder why. So there's, you know, must be something else that we don't see, you know, or or, or some of the uh, the front office people are, are too smart for their own good, right? Yeah, I guess so. Maybe you know, uh, I'm hoping we see him kind of get signed later if something happens. But uh, if they didn't, if they didn't jump the gun to get him now, I, I don't, I don't see that being a uh, the most likely possibility. Well, we'll say that, but um, yes, that that was interesting too. I'm trying to, I'm flipping through Twitter right now to see if he, uh, if he got. I don't think he got signed anymore. So, yeah, I don't think uh, he, he's going to be one of those guys that you see later on. You know that that they sign later on in the season or to a futures contract. Yeah, now, I can almost guarantee you that he will be in a training camp somewhere next year. You know, trying to get back at it. Yeah, he's got to, man. He's got to. So we'll see. That was that was one of the high potential guys that didn't quite make it um there's there's a few more but uh yeah i'm trying to look around the roster what's another area that you want to talk about russell is there any other area that really intrigues you maybe a edge rusher inside linebacker i know inside linebacker they kept four originally and then signed another guy as a special teamer uh now but so that's that's a position where um there's a starting duo right now but it could change it could be any of those four guys eventually really so it's it's going to be interesting i don't know is there any other area that you're kind of itching to talk about yeah um i guess the one player i don't think we've mentioned him so far is cam sims have we uh, oh yeah cam sims yeah <laughs> the, the fans listening to this might be upset with us you know waiting this late to talk about cam sims but yeah cam sims having the awful you know fourth game against the ravens in the preseason 
you know, leading to his, you know, kind of demise. Yeah, yes, he was signed back to the practice squad. But, you know, with guys like Cam Sims, though, I will say, guys like Cam Sims, Jeremy Reeves, you know, even Timon Paris, um, I, I think that they could see time on the roster later on in the season with injuries. Yeah. You know, because the talent is there. You know, sometimes you just need a wake-up call at the end of the day, I think. Yeah, exactly. And you'll especially, be- with regard, especially when it comes to Sims. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think uh, you look at the receiving core, especially. Um, Trey Quinn was on IR twice last year. Now, it's only one season, so it's kind of a small sample size. You can't really say, oh, he's injury prone because of that. Paul Richardson, you can say that because he's had multiple seasons where he's struggled to stay on the field. Um, but uh, those those two guys have had injury problems in the recent history. Uh, so that's that's an area where, um, you know, you look at Cam Sims, if one of them were to go down, I think he's the next man up, like you said, uh, unless yes. J, unless they choose J.U. Chesson for his special teams ability, which I personally, I think you look at Sims, he's got more upside as a receiver. Uh, the, the three drops did not help him, though. That, that was a crazy uh, last game collapse right there. And I think... You know, I, I, honestly, I think they made the right decision. I, so, I know some people wanted to keep Sims, uh, and some people didn't think we'd be able to snag him on the practice squad, which they did. So, But, uh, you know, 6'5", really imposing frame as a receiver, and pretty good speed, too. But just, um, yeah, just it, it wasn't so much about Sims. Even with the drops, it wasn't so much about him as it was other guys stepping up. You know, Steven Sims, as a special teamer, really showed off his utility. Robert Davis finally fully healthy what a story he is man you know last year his leg was like destroyed and now he's back to full health he hasn't he hasn't lost a beat man and he's just and now he's our fifth or fourth or fifth or sixth receiver he is that's crazy but yeah it was just other guys stepping up and it's unfortunate for cam sims but he's still he's still with the team so we will. If, if, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, with Robert Davis too, wasn't he? A, didn't he serve as a gunner on the uh, special teams? I'm sure that probably helped his chance making the roster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. He had two. He had two muffed punt recoveries, right? Absolutely. Yes, yeah. he did. He displayed that speed on the outside, and he's obviously got a big frame. Yeah. If you're on there, yeah, obviously when you're serving as the gunner, you know you're going against two guys trying to hold you back, and yeah, you know, exactly. getting down there. And we got a, you know, trust way is a is a fantastic punter. You know, so the sooner you can get somebody down there, you know, you have a chance. And Robert Davis did that. I, I really think special teams is uh, what separated him. Yeah. You know, well, and, and again, at making the roster. So uh-huh. if you're on the roster fringe, you're not always going to have the opportunities as a receiver or at your right. natural position. So you got to be able to make plays wherever. And I think Davis definitely helped himself there because I'm willing to bet if they didn't, if he didn't do that, they'd be more inclined to keep a, a more natural, maybe a J.U. Chesson in his place. So. That was um yeah that was that or was very really good for him yeah or even a dachshund you know maybe yeah or even a dachshund maybe that would have convinced them to kind of truck it out with one more year with dachshund but I'm I'm glad Davis showed that potential because man he is um you look at his athletic profile he is it's insane it's it's almost you know I don't want to say DK Metcalf esque uh, but um <laughs> but uh, it, it is it, it is crazy he's like six three two twenty four four forty uh, forty I think. 38 inch vertical off the top of my head but it's impressive and he's got the potential to really uh, at least be a very solid efficient contributor as a reserve receiver and that was exciting I would like to see Darvin Kidsey I said that earlier in the offseason earlier in the podcast but um Kidsey 
showed a lot of potential. Uh, had chemistry with Haskins early on in preseason. He kind of fizzled out at the end. Didn't make the plays on special teams, which might have been the deal breaker for him. He he hasn't gotten signed at anywhere either, which I can understand that a little bit more. But still, I, I'm I was very impressed with Kidzy, and uh, he he's got a 41 inch vertical. So he's crazy explosive, and uh, he, he'd shown strides as a route runner. Just couldn't latch on, I guess. Couldn't couldn't make the um, couldn't be consistent enough. So that's unfortunate. Um, but uh, it, it was a deep. It was always a really cluttered receiving core. There were going to be tough decisions to be made. I think they came to a good consensus there i also like what they did at running back in hindsight i was a little confused at first because people were talking like oh they kept five running backs but then they they put sean wilson on ir temporary ir which is awesome uh, in my opinion because he didn't play much in preseason but when he did you really saw he has this turbo button as a as a running back Uh, he's got he's got speed like people are talking about steven sims having speed no he he doesn't have speed but sean wilson he's got speed and uh, he uh, he showed that, and I think he can be a really good returner when he comes back. Uh, and then they, they cut Byron Marshall, signed Wendell Smallwood. I like that. Smallwood's more versatile. He's definitely an upgrade. So it's a strong stable. So, you know, people were kind of confused at first, but in hindsight, they kind of did solid work there. Maybe I would have considered only keeping three running backs. And I know there was a, a report earlier today about Jay Gruden possibly not wanting Adrian Peterson. And people don't want to say People don't want to agree with that because, you know, Peterson's a fan favorite. But me personally, I would have considered cutting Peterson. I don't know what you feel about that, uh, Russell. Yeah, you're going to get in trouble for that. Ian. Yeah, I know. I was I was like, I was walking a tightrope saying that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I do understand your sentiment. Yeah. I'm, I'm in favor of keeping him for another year. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of curious to see how it's going to go um, with Darius Geist being the lead back, probably, um, according to Jay Gruden. Um, but yeah, I, I think Adrian Peterson is worth a roster spot. You know, I, I feel like he can help guys again, you know, if guys, you know, goes through any issues throughout the season. Yeah. Um, but I do understand your sentiment of three running backs. Uh, when they kept Byron Marshall on the roster, I was never convinced that, uh, that he was going to stay on the roster, uh, the roster, not the rooster, um, the roster. Um, but I do like the Wendell Smallwood signing, um, after they cut Byron Marshall, um, I, told everybody on Twitter that I'm a big uh, West Virginia University football fan. So um, Smallwood is an alum, alumnus of uh, of uh, West Virginia. So, yeah, I'm excited to see him. So this and, is uh, not your is, unbiased opinion. He will play a big role in special teams. <laughs> so this is not your unbiased opinion, though? No, no. I try to be a straight shooter. You know, <laughs> I, I think you might offer more than uh, Byron Marshall did, Ian. I have that much faith in you, sir. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. You know, I timed my I timed my forty. Me and my friend, we went to the track. We timed it. I ran a five four, man. Uh, it's impressive. I, I consider myself fairly above average uh, for the average civilian. You know, I played tennis in high school. I ran a five four. That was one of the most demoralizing moments in my life to know that I ran a slower forty than Tom Brady. But, um, you know, what can you do, man? I appreciate that. I feel like I've got the grit for it. But, um, yeah, I, I would agree about Marshall. He, uh, I, I, I didn't expect him to stay either. I was kind of surprised that he was initially included, but it makes sense that he was a placeholder for Smallwood. And uh, he's got your endorsement, so that, that's got to mean something, right? Well, well, you know, at the end of the day, you know, like you were kind of mentioning with Steven Sims about the, the speed that he displays, you know, yeah. it, it's not about straight line speed. Yeah. You know, it's about game speed. It's about vision. 
you know, mm-hmm. and, and with Byron Marshall, you know, I guess he was pretty successful at, uh, I believe it was Oregon that he went to, yeah. um, the University of Oregon Ducks, you know, and he, and he was great there, right? But, you know, like, when you when you get to the NFL, everybody's fast. Everybody is. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got offensive linemen, you know, running less than your 40, right? Yeah. So you ran a 5-4, you got offensive linemen running 4-8, you know, or 5-1, right? So, yep. um. So yeah, you know, I, I, I just think Byron Marshall never really played up to the speed that he might have had. Um, I, I think Smallwood is a better overall football player, and I believe he did. didn't he run a kickback against the Redskins a few years ago for a something touchdown? like that. Yeah, I was if, checking this. If I remember correctly. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I was checking his stats, and he did have a touchdown at, at one point. So I didn't. I didn't yeah. delve further. I believe but. it was at FedEx Field. Well, then that's uh, kind of flipping the tables. Flipping the tables. Maybe he'll have one against Philly this coming week. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, yeah wouldn't that, that be nice? That would be pretty awesome. I don't know if he'll be active. We'll have to see. But um, do they usually keep? I don't know if they usually keep four running backs active or not. That would uh, that'd be. Interesting. I don't believe so. But there, you know, there's still some question marks on the roster right now with injuries. So yeah, you know, it's one of those things. If he can kind of help on special teams. You know, because I think this year obviously is going to be about, you know, efficient running and defense, kind of like last year with the Alex Smith-led team. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it wouldn't hurt to have them, right? You know, just another look. Yep, for sure. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm glazing over the, the rest of the roster, trying to see if there's any other areas to talk about real quick. Um, what about what about um the practice squad? Let's go to the practice squad, uh, if you have sure. that pulled up. They they kept yeah. it. They kept like I said earlier. Nine of the ten guys on the practice squad were from the ninety man roster. You got Adonis Alexander, Ryan B, Ju Chesson, J P Holtz, Timon Paris, Jeremy Reeves, Craig Reynolds, Cam Sims, Daryl Williams, and then um, Chris Odom, outside linebacker. Uh, I can't. I think he played for um. He played for Arkansas State in college, undrafted free agent in 2017. So, what do you think of that practice squad? I know, I know, we were talking. Well, I would we would have liked to seen uh, Timon Paris there, or no, not Timon Paris, Donald Parham. My bad, I'm I'm losing that guy. Monday Monday BJ evening. BJ Blunt. Yeah, BJ Blunt would have been a nice one. Darvin Kidsey, in my opinion, I would like to see Kidsey. Um, but absolutely. Overall, what do you think of that unit? I just overall. Um, so the one I'm looking at has the top two players that, uh, you know, have come to mind um, that we haven't talked about. Yeah. Um, I do want to give a, a shout out to Craig Reynolds. I thought he performed well in the preseason and I definitely think he gets a, sh- uh, he should get a shot, you know, to kind of show himself or to, you know, to gain some relationships yeah. um, or, you know, with the Redskins and possibly run the league. Um, but the top two players that I have right now are Adonis Alexander and Ryan B. I know Jacob will be happy with Ryan B. You know, I, I Sticking on the roster, you know, Ryan B yeah. was an absolute monster in the preseason. Oh yeah. You know, when I went back and kind of watched the film over and over again of the, the game stuff that the team played, uh, B was everywhere, making tackles ten yards downfield. You know, he's listed as six seven two eighty. I, I think he has a future. I think you know a little bit more work with Tom Sula, you know, and, and kind of working with the guys like Alan Payne, Ionitis, Brantley, and Settle, um, and Trayvon Hester. You know, I, I think he could end up turning out to be something. Um, and then uh, Adonis Alexander, you know, I, I definitely think cutting Alexander was a, a good idea, you know, because he obviously didn't perform well, even though he did have the injury. Um, but I'm really interested to see. I actually like him as a safety. And he's number 36, so you know, he's former Sean Taylor number, right? 
Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think he's got some ball hawk in him. I really do. Again, I just don't think the cornerback position was suited for him. It depends what role they use him in as a safety. I don't really see the range that people talk about. Like, I mean, range is different things. You know, you got to have, it's not just height and speed and everything. If you have both of those things, that gets you somewhere. Like, Monte Nicholson can attest to that. He's got 4'4 four, four speed and six two, a 6'2 frame. Alexander's 6'3. Um, but I, he's not as fast. I think I think a forty time I saw for him was like in the four or six range. Uh, so he's he's kind of he's one of those longer defensive backs who's not as rangy. Uh, I, I never really saw that from him. Um, and also, you, mentally, you got to be one step ahead. And I don't think he's there yet either. I I, I would like to see him maybe because he's he's really physical with his receivers, almost to a fault. But uh, you put him right. in a, you put him in maybe a hybrid safety role maybe he can flourish uh we'll see I, I feel like that's the best chance for him i don't see him as a free safety roaming over the middle uh but no, uh, no. A, a role where he can use his, his physicality and length and uh kind of uh be a little more imposing would be good for him i don't know that that's what i see being the best chance for him i was never i was never always sold on his upside i, I thought it was a you know it, it's a low risk move to get him in the supplemental draft but ultimately if you're thinking right. about using a roster spot on him, then we need to talk about, you know, the, the costs and the benefits there. Cause I, 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 I do think they made the right choice as well. Kind of stashing them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think to further his NFL career, you know, I, I think that might be his best chance of making a roster. You know, now again, when I say that, I don't have, you know, high confidence in him being successful, but you know, kind of like with Parham, he's got that, you know, six, three, two Oh five size, you know, that everybody's infatuated with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if he's got the yes. traits that you can't you can't teach, then there you gotta tr- at least try and get something out of it. You know, what I mean? and I, I, I would agree with that. Like we we talk about, we can't talk about Parham like that and not talk about Alexander. Although, granted, I think Parham uh, has a little bit larger degree of that um that um athletic that those, those traits than Alexander. Like Alexander, I think he's got the height, not the speed. Parham has a little bit of the height and the athleticism, so. But, you know, it is what it is. He's got potential. I think stashing him is the right thing to do. And Ryan B, I'm a little, I'm a little interested as to why they didn't just put him on the roster. But I, we kind of got the answer to that question when they signed Trayvon Hester. Hester is a really athletic defensive lineman. I was really high on him. Um, I think back in 2017 is when he came out of the draft. He was one of my late-round gems. Uh, so I'm excited to see him with Tom Sula. He's an athletic guy who uh, can add to the rotation. Um, I, I don't think it was a needed move, but uh, uh, Tom Sula must have had some input there. Like, hey, I want this guy on my team because I think we can use him. So uh, we'll, we'll see there. I thought that was good. Um, and then they, they signed Tanner Vallejo as the fifth linebacker. Special teams, nothing there. Um, nothing exciting there. But um, we are almost out of time. So, Russell, any other uh, any closing thoughts? Maybe tie it to week one against Philly. Uh, uh, stuff about the roster we didn't discuss real quick. Um. Yeah, like I said, you know, I'm really interested to see, you know, if some of the guys, you know, you know that that they kind of kept on the roster, you know, are able to perform. Then also the guys we really didn't get a chance to see. You know, one of the names I'm looking at right now is Terry McLaurin. You know, I think when we play the uh, when the Redskins play the Eagles, you know, they're going to have to put up points. You know, and kind of can a guy like McLaurin, you know, get behind the defense, yeah. you know, kind of open things up. You know, because if you're just handing the ball off, handing the ball off, you know, to the guys Peterson, Thompson, and you know maybe even Smallwood. You know they're going to stack the box, and you have to be able to beat this team deep. 
you do, or at least the middle of the field, you know, especially with the possibility of Jordan Reed not playing. So, yeah, you know, I'm really looking forward to it. Real football is, uh, you know, finally here, almost. Yeah, yeah, it is on the horizon, man. I, you know, I don't, I don't think this team is going to win anything notable this year, but maybe they'll surprise me. I think there's definitely some really exciting young talent in other pockets, uh, areas that will limit them in other respects. So we'll have to see how it all comes together. It's going to be interesting, but uh, the 53 is set. And uh, we talked about a lot about the roster fringe decisions, the stuff that was kind of unsettled. But truth is, most of the roster was set in stone uh, for a lot of the offseason. So we're going to have to see how it all comes together now that everything is settled. Um, so there's your uh, roster review pod, guys. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Thanks, Russell, for coming on. Um, really appreciate it, as always. And uh, we'll, we'll, be, uh, we'll be back soon. We don't know when. We don't really have a schedule. We just kind of figure it out as we go. We wing it. Uh, but it works, so we'll, we'll, we'll be back soon. I don't know when, maybe after Philly, uh, maybe later in the week, but um, we'll, we'll, try and get, we'll try and hit you guys with another podcast eventually. So until then, peace out. Have a good night.